seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, Sacred Stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Welcome, friends, to episode 130 of Color of Magic, your magic gaming podcast, where we talk about all types of things that affect magic players and gamers in general at and away from their gaming tables and computers. I am your host for 130 episodes, and I still have my main man here for all them episodes, Brian Allen. How's it going, dude? Yeah, 130. Uh, I, yeah, I weighed 130 about 10 years ago. <laughs> Dude, I, I ain't even all that heavy. I don't remember when I weighed 130, so them, them days are long gone. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, man, it, it's, we're going to have a lot to talk about this week. This has been a very interesting time, so we have a lot to cover. But before we get into that stuff, we do want to remind everybody to check out our show sponsor, Cardsphere.com, a great place to buy and sell Magic cards at the price you want which is a bit different, but more importantly, by supporting them, you are supporting a lot of up-and-coming Magic content creators because they kind of give some love to the little guys out here. So, you know, go take care of those that take care of those you love. That's what you should be doing. Also, we have a lot to cover here on Patreon, by the way. We had a lot of Patreon activity we got to take care of. So you can support the show over at patreon.com slash color of magic. And first off, we want to give a shout out because we like to do a shout out of the week. So we're going to take care of Dan Consiglio, which is perfect. We're talking about new Capena stuff. That just sounds like somebody who's from the family, you know? <laughs> so yeah, uh, thank you for coming on board. We appreciate your support as always. We also have three new patrons, Evan Stern. I believe it's M- Micah Marie Miller Gilmore is the full name that came up there. So that was a mouthful. Yeah. And Derek Olette, which is actually an old high school friend of mine. Oh, okay. So, yeah, lots of people came on board this week. And we have two winners that we got to send some stuff to. So those will be going out. I'm going to try to get them into the mail on Friday, but they might go out on Saturday. To uh, Daniel Lucio and Herbert Huang. So there you go. That's a, that's a lot of activity for the patrons. No and we appreciate it. Yeah, it was a it was a busy Patreon week. Uh, also, if you want to get some stuff for yourself, you want to get some tokens, some playmats, check us out over at colorofmtg.com slash shop. And you can pick up a couple things, especially as some of us start going and venturing into stores again, maybe planning some qualifiers. You can rep the podcast. So go check that out. All right, so that brings us to just... A heck of a week. So we got some things. And I'm going to start this one off. This topic isn't... I don't know how to phrase this, really. It's not like a high anger topic. This is more of a annoyance topic. Where we're talking about the whole thing around Nuka Pena. Because we had that thing where people are like, ah, Wizards is telling us, don't make it look like drugs and use martini glasses and blah, blah, and whatever. And then we get the the kits for the new Capenna preview. If some content creators. Some of us got them to talk about them on socials and show pictures or whatever, right? And they came with like uh, a coin, uh, uh, a, a pen or a button. They're like each, t- each uh, faction had something different. Mine came with like sheet music, which was like this like ragtime sort of thing, which was kind of cool. I have all this on, uh, you can actually see all this I believe on both my TikTok and my YouTube, if you want to check it out, I have the YouTube shorts up where I 
kind of show the music playing and I, you know, they have a thing where you can get the, they have the halo dust that, uh, you put in once you, apparently when you add water to halo dust, it turns blue and you just have like glitter water that you drink or whatever. It's crazy. I don't know. I have a video if you want to see it, but I hate glitter. So I'm not a big fan of halo dust. So there's, that's, that's already my nightmare fuel to having to like figure that out and drink it or whatever. So like that was a thing, but the problem I have is one, we're making a way bigger deal of this in the community than it needs to be. Like, first off, once we get past the release of the set, nobody's going to really give a damn about talking about Halo Dust anyway. Like, it's going to be over and done here in about another four weeks. So let's let's just be real about it. But people trying to play that like, oh, well, this is a kid's game and kids are going to see a thing and blah, blah. Like, so? Like, it's not like they're running around saying like, hey, kids, go deal drugs. Right. Like at some point, are you just not going to tell anything similar to a gangster story? Because there's going to be something. Hell, we all like hell, even Dune has like the spice and whatever. And like, you know, like there's going to be those things. Like, I, I don't I mean, it's hard. And maybe maybe it's my background. You know, maybe it's after you've seen a bunch of this in your life or you've seen it on the streets or you've seen people deal with it or whatever, like the, the real hard issues, something like this doesn't even register. And for better or worse, it's just not a thing that's even looked at as being a, a problem or a threat. Like, like, I mean, hell I owned a game store. Like how many kids would I say came into my store and literally would not be able to discern the difference of what we're talking about? Almost none would have a problem with that. But, but you know how I mean? many of their parents would have a problem? Almost none. Seriously. Like, I would put money. Hell, we hit the same place. We got all the different fantasy. We got, you know, imagery of vampires killing people. And you got guns and stuff from Warhammer and blah, blah, whatever. Like, this is just another thing. Because we were talking now, on the pre-show. Like, I had some... I had a cousin, you know, we were allowed to play with He-Man because he was, you know, a handsome looking white dude, but we weren't allowed to play with Skeletor because he was a creepy looking skeleton and they thought it was demonic. So, I mean, some of those parents are still out there. But see, but that's the thing. And that's what I was going to come around to. Like, there's going to be, especially if you're in the South, there's going to be a bigger issue with the demons basically dry aging and crushing up angels than the actual use of halo dust. So, like, the actual end result is not what people are going to have a problem with. It's like, oh, well, you're telling people they need to kill angels. That's what people are going to have a problem with. Which is funny, because you're talking about a fantasy game where all this other crazy stuff goes on and people die and annihilation and, you know, whatever. But, oh, you're killing angels. That's going to be the end of the world, right? Well, angels are better than us, Daquan. You know this. Well, depending on which books you follow... Yeah, like there's been some that are a little messed up. That's all I'm saying. But seriously, that's going to be the bigger problem. It's not even the fact of like the end result of what it is. Though I will admit, when I heard a halo dust, I'm like, oh, okay, the demons found a way to get halos from angels. You grind them up and it enhances your magical powers or where it makes sense. Then you find out, no, they're just like dry aging angels. It actually get them angel just, dust. <laughs> yeah, it was like, whoa, that's something. really quickly yeah i'm just like oh that's a whole different thing not that it bothers me but i think that's going to be the bigger issue people have have problems with now rolling a little further from the point people just going like haha i think it's really funny that they gave you this champagne flute when they said not to use martini glasses or whatever like get over yourselves people 
Like, you don't think you're like the 15th, 20th, 100th person who's thrown that joke on somebody's Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, whatever. It's not, it wasn't even humorous the first time. And you sound pretty dumb saying it the 50th time. The same people that when something comes up with, there's like, ha ha, small indie company. Like, yeah, that's played out too. Like, if you just got to say words to say words, at least try to get something current. Like, I'm just being real. Like, you know what it's like, Brian? That's like somebody rehashing a joke they said in year one and year 20, and it ain't even the good joke from their set. Like, you can do better. I mean, at least if you had a get her done, then like, you know, I can at least appreciate (laughs) that. But like, damn, like we got to get over it. Like it's it's sad to me that we are in a community. In a sector of society full of smart, creative people, whatever. I told you before, even when I worked at Wizards, I didn't even think I was the 10th smartest person on my floor. (laughs) Like so many amazingly smart and creative people in our industry. But then you have to watch people just throw regurgitated, stupid crap up that they don't even care or believe in. And it's not funny to begin with. Like, that's the annoying part. But I'm looking at people going like, I know you could do better. <laughs> like, for real. Like, you ain't even trying. You're just throwing it out there because you think it's going to matter. doesn't resonate with me. And real fact, I just put a lot of those on hide reply or block from my YouTube channel forever. So, like, I don't ever have to see you when you post again. I'm just being real about it. I don't even I don't even use the hard block. I use the shadow block. So you get to keep wasting your time putting stuff up and I never have to see it. That's the best. I feel like I really won when that happens because I'm like, I could block somebody and then give them the satisfaction or at least let them know that they're not welcome. But I'm like, I kind of like the idea that they're wasting effort that I'll just never see. And in their head, they're like, ah, see, I got him. He's not even going to respond to this. And I literally live my life never seeing it. It's actually kind of brilliant. I appreciate YouTube for that. What's committed to the Phantom Zone, you will not escape. Exactly. I love it. And and I'm going to tell you all another secret. I've talked to a lot of creators and a lot of people use those buttons. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. So if you've ever posted some stuff, you thought you were really getting over on somebody and you've made three or four posts in a row that ain't nobody responded to. <laughs> that's probably what happened. I'm just letting you all know. So you might want to get your act together if that's if you're one of those people that's regularly happening to. All right. That's enough out of me. I'm sure I've already angered people. So uh, you get to follow that up, Brian. Y'all, we just... The the Will Smith discourse isn't even cold yet. And we got somebody else taken to the stage to cuss out a comedian. Like, we just... just, just like a, a week ago, <laughs> pretty much. And if you hadn't seen T.I. or perhaps his alternate persona, T.I.P. was apparently heckling somebody Monday night during a comedy event. I believe he said something to the effect of like, you know, uh, something about the comedian's wig. And she said, uh, you know, I'll respond to the talk about your wig if you respond to the allegations with you and your your wife, because apparently T.I. and Tiny, if you hadn't heard, have been accused of several cases of sexual assault. And at that point, T.I. flew off the handle, jumped on stage and grabbed the microphone and started cussing. And deja vu. So much deja vu right now. Making it worse because, again, you know, you started it, T.I. You were heckling. And supposedly T.I. has tried to jumpstart a comedy career now. So if you're going to try to jump on stage with the comedians, 
you absolutely got to be able to take a joke. Oh, are you still here, Q? I cannot hear you. Are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm still here. Okay, I thought. <laughs> now, one of the things I would say is that if you've ever been, well, you you've done comedy, right? So. Right one of the dumbest things is when you're sitting in the audience, you just have a person that just won't shut up. Like the dumb heckler that thinks yeah. they're funny and thinks they're part of the show, but they're just annoying everybody else. Now, don't be wrong. If, when a person's for real bombing, everybody kind of accepts it. Okay, you can heckle that. They they, they kind of suck. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't like it, but you kind of go like, ah, yeah, I get it. Like, yeah. You're, you're kind of bad. But when somebody's just doing their job and you do hear other people having a good time, whatever, like you shouldn't even be heckling at all. But, if you're going to mess up like T.I. And they're and the comedian or the performer decides to call you out on it. Well, you, you're the one that messed up. You can't be mad if they burn you. No. <laughs> like, if you get dragged a little bit, that's your fault. <laughs> I, the, the, just how, and, and why does it have to be another black man jumping on stage, acting ignorant? Come on, guys. Add another comedian <laughs> at that. Right. You get. It's like no no self awareness. Yeah, that's a tough I, one, man. I was afraid it would happen again. I would have never imagined it happens within the same month because that's all anybody in entertainment has been talking about. We figured comedians, you figure, hey, we had twenty eight to thirty days to be safe to say basically whatever because hey, people are looking. People are putting up security things. People are posting on the outside of comedy clubs. Hey, don't come. Comedians are doing jokes about don't come up here. And a week later, somebody's up there. Yeah, I didn't even make it two weeks. <laughs> That's sad. Because when, when comedians are trying, oh, God, I'm scared now. What's going to happen? It's going to like, no, it's not going to keep happening. I'm, I was like, you, you know, you're overreacting. It's not going to be that bad. And then. Here we are again. No, I I don't think at all. I, I mean, you're also talking about celebrities, and I bet you Ti is using this to, like you're saying, trying to leverage some stuff and get into the news and whatever and whatever. Well, there, there's like, no way I'd have figured it would happen again within a week's time. <laughs> you know, that oh, would, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, had at least that long. But you know how people are. Sometimes it's just I just got to get into the news, and I, I wouldn't even be surprised if this was somewhat calculated. I don't know. I mean, if you got sexual assault charges, don't you want that to die down? You should. Oh, no, no, no. I'm talking <laughs> I mean, about him heckling and then maybe talk, thinking he could get up and do a thing, but he didn't think he was going to get burned for them allegations, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think the comedian was on top of it and just got him. Yeah. Uh, serves him right, though. Serves him right. I ain't, I ain't mad about it. Like, you got whatever's coming. Well, all right, Brian. This week, we actually have some fun things to talk about because there was a lot to learn this week. So why don't you tell everybody what it was that you learned? All right. There's a uh, new game, a video game, and apparently there's going to be a tabletop component also called the Wagadu Chronicles. It's currently on Kickstarter and apparently has already made its goal. And basically, it's kind of a, I guess the elevator pitch, if you will, is what if Tolkien was black? It's an Afro fantasy MMO from from like an Afrocentric standpoint. And it looks really interesting, I got to say. There's, as you mentioned, it's on Kickstarter. It's been being covered now by some of the major gaming sites. And it, it looks really interesting. So if you are into MMOs and also, you know, uh, 
5e style tabletop role playing this looks like something that uh could be could hmm. be something you want to keep your eye out on or eye for <laughs> man this could four. be kind of good when you're talking about like between this uh coyote and crow that started to yeah. land in people's hands you know the thing we talked about last week the new uh module book that that dnd's got coming out like I, I almost feel like the industry is finally going to have to come around to like, hey, maybe there's a whole sector of this community that we haven't been engaging. Right. Whether that be as fans or as actual like creators in the space. Because they're like all these things are being hugely successful, not yep. even like being successful and getting funded like they are crushing goals, you know, and you're talking about part of the community they're saying okay this is the small one of the smallest represented communities within our community you know these are people that don't have people at the top in these companies that don't have the history of writing you know editing whatever in this industry but they're still getting teams of people together that can do it and they're making a lot of money from it like it's actually pretty cool that that exists truthfully. we are seeing you know the black panther effect where people are going around hey there actually are black nerds, you know, and, and other other people that would like that would like to experience role playing and MMOs and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a it's a real deal. They don't and, all have to be based on European culture. What the heck? And I think the thing is, like I said, we're we're now getting to the point that you can't look and say like, oh, well, there's no market, right? Right? Like we we now are starting to make a significant checklist of things. Or of artists or of writers that were saying like, hey, these people have followings. These mm-hmm. movies have done well. These game projects are selling. Like African-based Kickstarter crushed. <laughs> Native American-based Kickstarter crushed it. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like at some point, you kind of have to say, like, this is a thing now. Like, this isn't just a phase. Like, these are multiple projects in a row over the course of three, four, five years that you kind of have to start acknowledging and saying, like, yeah. You know, maybe maybe we got to give it the Roman Reigns, like acknowledge me. You know, like, I don't know, like, but it's one of those things, and it's tough, right? To sidetrack on your point for a second, like being a member of the black community, especially in like TV, has always been known that they would use black people to start networks, right? And there's a whole history if you go back to the '90s, or especially the early '90s, where like Fox was kicking off and some of those yeah. things, like. You, you you would see three, four, five black programs, right? Same thing with like WB, uh, you know, some of those other networks did the same thing. Now, the interesting thing is because so many of those networks were trying to start up at the same time, we got like a golden age of black television or whatever. Right. You know, that like Living Single, Martin, you know, like there's, there's a whole list of stuff that was coming out at that time. Because before that, we had like the Cosby Show, uh, was the, the one where they were at college or whatever? It was a spinoff from the college. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Different world. But then later on, you got like 227. You got whatever, like all this stuff, right? Amen. But, yeah, that was another one. But once the network started growing, they pulled back on those shows. And if you notice, they go like, oh, well, we don't really need these anymore. Let's get these others that we know are more openly accepted. And we'll just get these other these other network dollars or whatever. These other advertising dollars and go like the generic way that we know is safe. Yeah. But when they didn't have anybody, it's like, oh, well, we know the black community will reach out and support this thing. So why don't we do this? And we'll at least have a minimum base guaranteed. 
And, you know, maybe that's the th- only thing I can think of that's holding back some of this stuff in the industry is that, okay, well, maybe it's just being supported because it's the one or two, you know, minority projects that are out there. But like I said, now that it's become a thing, it's like, okay, one of two things, either everyone you put out there, everyone's going to keep supporting. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's just a thing. Either way, it's at least worth experimenting with because they're making lots of money. So, yeah, I, I hope these projects continue to do well. That's actually amazing. And the fact wow. that you're going to get an MMO and a tabletop version. Right? That, that's, that is epic. Yeah, so good on them, man. Thumbs up. Now, what I learned, because I spend too much time researching crap on the internet, there was an epic... Actually, I don't even I don't want to blow the punchline yet. Let me, let me tell you tell you about this channel. It's a YouTube channel. And they managed to get a silver play button. So 100,000 subscribers. I think I think they got to like 150,000 in 100 days. Wow. Which outside of like going crazy viral doesn't happen very often. That's a rare thing. But they did it with only six second videos and it wasn't youtube shorts or anything literally every day starting at one actually the i guess it technically was 101 because the first day was like either coming or countdown or whatever and then they started at 100 and then they did 99 and then they did 98 and every one is just a six second video with a slow zoom in of the number for six seconds and just like a background sound and that's it and they literally did that for a hundred days. And the things they did with this channel were so brilliant and so simple and so smart. And they they basically found a way to use so many principles that can help you grow on social media and on YouTube, but applied it to the most simplest possible video you could do. Because one, they created a series that people were interested in. People got involved, like to the point that people were joking in the channel about like, oh man, today was so much better than yesterday or whatever, you know, and it's literally (laughs) just a number on the screen. But then they did fun stuff where like they, instead of just having like the bell toll they always had, sometimes they would add a special sound in related to the day. So like, you know, on St. Patrick's Day, it got like a leprechaun giggle. And then like, you know, say on like uh, Christmas or whatever, it was like sleigh bells, you know. So you got something different tuning in and people would be like, oh, that was cool. Or, hey, I wonder what that sound was for. Today's not a holiday or, you know, whatever. Just small little things creating engagement. And it was consistent. And then they had other channels pick it up because there's a bunch of channels that just talk about how to be better at content or YouTube or whatever. So then they started getting so then they ramped up because they were getting like 500 to 1000 views or whatever. But then it like tenfold took off. So now you have people that are tuning in just to see what the punchline is, right? Like what happens when we get to zero? When they got to zero, they instead of just putting the video out, they set it as a premiere. So you're going to be live to see the, the countdown to the countdown, right? When we're going to hit zero. And the punchline is they gave everybody a 100-day Rickroll. <laughs> wow. I'm about to say, is Y2J going to come out? How do you? <laughs> nope. It was literally a 100-day Rickroll that people came back for six seconds at a time. And I and I nobody was even mad at it because it was just such like a, a well done, dedicated production, just amazing. I mean they they were able to monetize literally they were able to monetize the channel and get a silver play button in three months basically, three and a half months whatever. But like that's awesome. 
I mean, seriously. Like, and there were people who was like, oh, this is dumb and both like sure, but you went and watched some of those videos and you commented. <laughs> so when people say you can't grow on social media, like you I, I don't have an idea. I can't do this. I like you have to get lucky with the recommendation systems and the algorithms and blah blah. Like there are things that work. I mean, there just are. I mean, th- this was cool. I like I wasn't even mad. I I spent a lot of time doing a deep dive and looking at the stuff. But like, I thought that was just awesome. <laughs> and I'm nowhere near hitting a hundred thousand subs right now. But like, credit to them. I mean, I yeah. literally just wanted to just golf clap. Great. I mean, I ain't even mad at it. Like, so good. But yeah, it's. I think it's literally just called Countdown. I think is the name of the channel, or it might be Countdown YouTube or something. But yeah, just. Go check it out on YouTube. It's literally exactly what it sounds like. Just black background, white numbers, one sound in the background for 100 days, and then the Rick roll at the end. So good. So good. Just well done to the creator. I don't know who the owner is, who the creator. I've never seen us. Nobody's interviewed them or anything, but good on them. They, they deserve whatever they got coming. I hope they can roll that into another fun project. But all right. That being said, let's get into today's news. All right, Brian, Uh, we touched on this pretty heavy on the Patreon only episode, which, by the way, if you want to follow us on Patreon.com slash Color Magic, you can get some monthly episodes that uh, do deep dives on some of the topics we cover on the show. Sometimes all other things, sometimes just rambling about uh, societal stuff or things going on around gaming, because kind of depends on where it goes. But I think this week was a good like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, something like that. 40 minute episode. So, yeah, lots there to listen to. But. Star City. Some news came out. Actually, I say some. I, that's not even correct to say some news came out. Jerry Thompson posted. <laughs> I guess you could say, yeah, it's newsworthy. <laughs> it made news. Yeah, Jerry Thompson posted that he made a made a thousand dollars an article writing for Star City, which, in and of itself, not a huge deal. Awesome that he got paid well. The downside is some other people came forward and was like, uh, I only made like 75 bucks. I only made 100 bucks. I only made 150 bucks, whatever. So then the internet was like, whoa, well, that's not fair. How come they paid Jerry so much compared to so-and-so? And honestly, I didn't have a problem with it. And I didn't think people thought that was going to be my opinion because I had some people reaching out going like, oh, y'all are going to talk about this. Right. But I was like, yeah, but I don't think my opinion is what you <laughs> think it is. Like, And this is coming from somebody who makes content, somebody who's been a writer, somebody. Hell, you've been a writer. You've written right. for newspapers and periodicals also like. I don't but I, like, I don't I just don't have a problem with it. Like there. My, my stance is this. Any job you have, the people that have tenure, the people that have more knowledge, people that control more accounts, that make more money for the company, whatever, they're just going to be paid more or they should be paid more at a minimum. Even if they, even if you don't believe they should, clearly we are America is still a capitalist country. So as of right yeah. now, they do. Exactly. Whether they should is, that's, that's a, I, I mean, we could absolutely have that debate. So I guess the quads telling you're on the side of they should get paid more. Yeah, I have no problem with them being paid more. But the reality is to look at it and say that, hell, I'll use my side. I don't want to call anybody else out. Well, Jerry, because obviously he posted it. But using myself as an example, 
if I were to write an article today for Star City, I don't command the same attention, eyeballs, level of expertise that people trust, whatever, that Jerry Thompson does. I mean, it's just plain as day. We, I just don't. And I don't, again, we don't know what the numbers are. We're not going to see the numbers, right? But if Star City says, well, every time we paid Jerry $1,000, his articles drove full sales of deck lists, people signed up for tournaments, whatever, and we estimated his article to be worth eight to $10,000 every time we had him write something. And as he said, well, while we won't see those numbers, we're going to know we, we see Jerry's number. We know they didn't come up with that number by accident. Oh, sure. And don't if get they're me wrong. paying him a thousand dollars a piece, they are making money off of his articles. They're well, not a charity. And depending who you talk to, he's regarded as one of the top players in the history of the game. Like he has a quality podcast that people listen to and follow. He's active on social media. He has a lot of followers on different platforms. So like, there's a reason he gets paid that. And don't be wrong. I'm not over here struggling. You know, I'm, I'm doing okay for myself, building up an audience and whatever, but it ain't Jerry T's audience yet. Yeah, it might be one here. day. Yeah. It might be one day, but it ain't right now. As somebody so, that's been a professional journalist for what better part of two decades now, if as an example that I gave on the, on the uh, pre-show also, Mitch album and I don't get paid the same. <laughs> I understand Stephen A. Smith and I don't get paid the same. Yeah. I understand why. I'm with you. And and I think that's the hardest part for me. It's like at your job, if somebody new or somebody unskilled or unproven, let's say that they may not be unskilled, but somebody unproven shows up at your job and they make almost the same you do. You're going to be bothered by that. Because you're going to point to all your accomplishments and all the things you've done for the company and, and the amount of time you've been there. And you're going to be like, well, I should be making at least four or five dollars more an hour than this person makes until they've proven themselves or come up or outwork me or whatever. So it doesn't even make sense to expect that from somebody else. Now, we can have a real discussion on should the floor be a reasonable number? And the answer is yes. So realistically, and like I said, if you assume three, four hours maybe to put an article together. You set the floor at like 150 bucks to 200 bucks. That's going to get you at least $40 an hour for writing. That would be nice and solid. Be hard for people to complain about that too much, right? And then, like I said, once, once you've proven yourself and maybe turns out you're putting the hottest deck list together or your coverage of the recapping the tournament weekend is the easiest for people to consume and everybody's looking for your article every Monday, and you're drawing traffic, well, now you can make more money. But I don't know, man. I got to tell you, like, I just, I was, and people genuinely thought I was going to be on the other side of this, but I'm not. And I've been on both. I have been paid $40, $50 to write an article. Right. I've been paid $250, $300 to write an article. Right. So the thing is there, though, at different points in time, I was worth different amounts of money. And I was worth different amounts to each company I was writing for, right? Some of them are only making money from ads. Some are selling stuff, some are whatever, right? Some I'm doing multiple jobs for them. So paying me more to have that versatility to have me write an additional article if they need me to and pay me for that one is going to be better than them having to chase down new writers or whatever. So that comes with a premium or whatever, right? There are different things in play. 
I, I can't now again, the disparity disparity just doesn't necessarily need to be as big as it was. But I don't think it needs to be as close as people think it should be either. I mean, I'm all for a reasonable floor and then prove yourself. But uh, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know. I the fact that for a site like Star City or anybody really, like Channel Fireball, TCG Player, whatever, part of your part of your benefit to them is that you can make sales. It's not just bringing eyeballs, it's that they are directly selling product. So you existing, if if I put up a thing and say like, oh, hey, here's the hottest deck list. I'm playing on the ladder. I'm crushing these things. I'm going eight and one every day, blah, blah. Like some number of people would be like, okay, let me let me download this. I'll take it to my FNM, you know, I'll, I'll whatever. I'll, I'll buy these cards. But if Jerry says, hey, this is the best deck in the format. Here's what I would play this weekend or whatever. I'd, I'd be willing to put any amount of money. He would easily activate at least five times more people than I would to buy something probably even 10 times more. And that's why he gets a thousand dollars and I would probably get like $200. I mean, like that's just what it is. People can be mad about it, but like it's, I mean, capitalism, sure. Be mad at the system or whatever, but it's not that unreal. I don't know. I mean, I, and like I said, I, I, you've also been in that situation and you didn't have a problem with it. I mean, I'm not even necessarily going to say don't have a problem, but I understand that yeah. as, we, as we talked about a little bit, there's another situation where I found out basically if you were a writer, you were capped. The majority, the majority of money at the newspaper went to the advertising department. The worst ad salesperson in the building made probably five or six times what the best journalist made because that was just the way the company prioritized things. Advertising is what brings the money, and they kind of felt like the words on the page are the words on the page. That's fair. I mean, if that's how the company valued it. Yeah. And they were just worth more. Didn't matter how many you could have been a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist in that building. You were still going to make less than, again, the worst ad salesperson. And I'm not going to say I didn't have a problem with that, but I had bills to pay. So, yeah, I get it. Had to work within that system. Yeah, that, that's a tough one. And no matter, like I said, I I get the reaction and I get how it looks and all that. I don't I don't fault anybody for that. But when it comes down to just the practical reasoning on it, like I get it, I really do, because it's it's even more so than just you know when you wrote for a newspaper, I wrote for a magazine or whatever. They're di- something like Star City is directly your article is selling the product. Yeah. You know, whereas I was writing and they're like, okay, we're going to sell some issues of this magazine. We're going to sell some ads to the to the companies because they know how big our viewer readership is or whatever. Cool. But on Star City, on Channel Fireball, on TCG Player, like you going to that article directly results in sales for many people. And that's that's a big thing. But yeah, uh, just kind of wrap it up. Don't have a problem with it. Uh, If you are a patron. Check out the episode because we go into that for about a good 40 minutes. So there, there is a lot to cover. We talk about a lot of different angles uh, of that topic. But yeah, let's uh, move on to something else. 
Uh, not a whole lot to talk about here on this front, but we did have a new secret layer, I guess, super drop, we have to call it, because there's like 80 things in it for the month of April. <laughs> Sounds like your trademark finisher. He's going for the super drop. My God, not the super drop. Yeah, exactly. I, I really am waiting for the one where they do a crossover with wrestling. I like. I feel like that can happen. I mean, at the rate they're going, we've got we've had Fortnite, Street Fighter. It can't be far off, right? I, I would love like even if you like if you get throwback ones. Like I, I think that would be fun. I mean, I don't know. There's there's a way. Undertaker's a zombie lord, right? I could totally exactly. see that. See, you got it. You see where we're going. Yep. Uh, but yeah, it goes live in a few days, so it's not live yet to buy, but you can go see all this stuff. But they do have some cool stuff with some uh, new Capenna gilded foil themed stuff, which is in there. It's pretty sweet. Uh, they have some uh, kind of unique art basics, but I'm not usually a fan of the basics, so those do have value down the road. Uh, they have some artist series stuff. I think they did three different artists. Uh, they also did the April Fool's left-handed cards. They actually made them into <laughs> real cards that you can buy. Nice. So that's a thing. Yeah, it's actually a pretty good over. Like I know people say, "Ah, oh, secret layer, blah blah blah." It's just wizard selling singles. Like so. Like I mean, really, that's where I'm at on it. Like they're not taking money away from retailers. Please stop that narrative. It's not true. Most retailers are doing exceptionally well during the pandemic and whatever. And Wizards is still supporting them. So stop. Yeah, honestly, to people that are in the business, you sound kind of silly whenever you say it. Let's just be honest. Because they look at their numbers and they know what's going on. But Secret Layer, awesome. There's some good reprints in this, which is always good. There's some unique stuff in here, which is cool. Not going to tell everybody to rush out and buy it, but it's actually, I think, as a package, it's a pretty solid overall Secret Layer, truthfully. Uh, it kind of just depends, too, on if you want foil cards or not foil cards or whatever, but... Yeah, just something I thought I'd put on people's radar because I thought it was at least worth talking about that uh, some people sometimes forget secret layers are up or miss them. I think it's at least worth going and checking out because there's one that I think has like a concordant crossroads, which I think right now goes for like 30 bucks. And the whole thing, I think, is like $40. And it comes with three or four other cards that are playable. So, yeah. And what we've seen is playable cards from secret layer tend to hold their value and increase in pretty short order. So, Stuff like that, I think, is at least worth knowing about. And I figured we should at least give our community a heads up so you can get in there as soon as it goes live. Because it'll probably only be a couple days after the show is live. But uh, yeah, more things. Hey, Brian, do you like hey. playing in tournaments with a lot of value? I do. Well, guess what? We have a really big tournament with a lot of value this weekend. Uh, so, yeah, so those of you who don't know, I'm part of the Degenerate Gaming Group, uh, headed up, really, by MTG Nerd Girl, who's doing a fantastic job, by the way. But, oh, and actually, um, good old FFF freak, old Brad Nelson, has actually joined our group, actually, as of uh, this what? month. That's so actually pretty cool. Yeah, so we're somebodies. <laughs> mm -hmm. But, yeah, uh, kind of to that end, though, we're doing a really big tournament this weekend, uh, sponsored by Ultra Pro. $10. I thought it was a $10 entry. Let me let me double check some while we're live. I'm going to double check because I sent a message earlier because I thought it was $10. And I don't want to tell you all the wrong thing, but please don't tell anybody the wrong thing. Yeah, exactly. OK, nope. I have somebody that said seven. All right. So they confirmed it's seven. I thought it was a typo on the sign up, but no, it is seven. So now the, the value is crazier because I thought it was a $10 entry. and I thought the value was already good. Now it's just absurd. All right. So for $7 entry. You get to play an event that has a $1,000 cash prize. On top of the $1,000 cash prize, 
they're going to do $100 in gift cards from Ultra Pro given away to people that didn't make the top eight. If you were just in the chat during the event, there's going to be four different drawings, I believe, for four $25 gift cards. So another $100 is going to go to just viewers who aren't playing in the event. And if you win the event, you also get a invite to the Streets of New Capenna qualifier. So that's a thing. And if you beat any of the Degenerate Gaming members playing in the event, you get another $10 gift certificate from Ultra Pro or gift card from Ultra Pro. It's just like... This feels like a... But wait, there's more! It, that's but really wait, what it is! More. For $7. Like, it, every other event listed has a higher entry fee and doesn't have near as many prizes for the weekend. Like, this is... And I get it. Like, I, I sound like a shill. I'm not not going to deny that. Like, obviously, our group's putting it on. It's sponsored by one of the people who love me. Right? That's awesome. <laughs> but really, y'all, if you're thinking about playing a standard tournament or you want to get your toe in the water in a big prize, high return event that possibly even gets you some. Actually, you can actually get more than your money back if you don't even make the top eight potentially. By just getting one of the $25 gift cards randomly. <laughs> like, this... The value in this is huge. That's all I'm saying. I just figured people should know about it. Uh, it's going to be this Sunday, April 10th, I believe. And yeah, check it out. $7 entry fee, piles of things being given away. Like, yeah, if, if you want to try, these are the type of events you should be looking for because they're the safest, lowest entry fee with the highest potential return. This is awesome. I would, if this was, if I wasn't doing commentary, I would play in this one. But if this was in paper, I would go to every one of these my, any of my stores wanted to run. Absolutely. But anyway, another interesting story of the week. And Brian, I'm going to let you take the lead on this one because uh, you dug this one up. Yeah, apparently the uh, LPL, which is the what are the uh, top League of Legends pro league, that's a mouthful, <laughs> in China has had a, another Allegation of max fi match fixing. Can't talk suddenly. Uh, Chenbo, who goes by Jay, apparently they supposedly have actual texts of him talking to somebody else about throwing games. They say, "Hey, don't worry, I got this." So yeah, another another black eye for the sport. Yeah, a lot of people don't even realize it just how big League of Legends is in terms of how much money is in it, and how many people watch it. They're doing numbers, you know, in terms of viewership, bigger than if sporting events such as the World Series and the Super Bowl. But with that comes gambling and, you know, and incentive to fix matches. Last year, the same league had an incident where apparently 38 people were banned after they were able to prove some match fixing went on. And this is. That's horrible. I don't know how many how many match fixing scandals one league can have. We got to be getting pretty close to critical mass because that's two within a year's time. Yeah, it's it's kind of tough. And and you know, to your point, I I don't think the average American or even like Western civilized person understands how big some of the viewership is for this because in when you're talking about like East Asia and whatever, like they have huge followings for some of these games. I mean, like you're talking about like arenas where people will show up to watch these games and stuff like it, it's it's up there. You know, so when people talk about, like, yeah, is it really that big a deal? Like the, you're talking about, you know, somebody fixing some things could really drive some numbers one way or the other. If like, people it, are paying you to throw games, it, there's a reason. Yeah, <laughs> they it, do it, it can have a pretty health. big impact. 
And if you do a lot of those like daily sports books and stuff like that, you know, talking about DraftKings, FanDuel, whatever, you can go in and bet on MM or uh, League of Legends stuff. Yep. Or other yeah, games have, too. I mean, uh, League of Legends, Counter Strike is another big one. Yeah. A lot of those are, are able to be bet on now. So that that is a concern. That starts to carry legal ramifications in a lot of different ways. So that's that's pretty big. Because, you know, casinos, are, they, they, they follow the trend. So if one sports book opens up League of Legends, mm-hmm. it's a domino effect. Everybody else is going to. Now, let's be real. The problem with this scenario, dude, why are you sending texts? I'm just saying, <sighs> like, if you know Jeez. you're going to be up to no good, why are you sending texts to people? Not I mean, I appreciate that he was dumb. So. No good. Yeah, it's the good thing he was dumb. Yeah, like, that's how we catch the bad guys, because they – are either dumb or they're just lazy or they just kind of, I guess, lose track of society, right? Of just saying like, oh, this won't be a big deal. I'm just going to send this. You get lazy and just send it. But yeah, this is a big deal. Possibly also implicating a teammate, they said. Which is rough if you're the teammate because you may or may not even agree to anything. Right. But because he threw your name in there now, now you you might get dragged, which that's going to suck. So, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I'm with you. Like, at some point, you kind of have to say, okay, look, this other incident, literally the other incident just happened, like, almost a year ago to the day, actually. It was, like, last April, I think. And you're already back at it. Like, you know how bad. Hell, okay, other thing, too, to kind of give rest of the context to the story, fortunately, this is not going to affect their playoffs or any implication because his team sucks and they're, like, 3-13. and 13. But then that brings up another question of yeah, do they of. only suck because he's helped other people do better by throwing some games? Oh, and there there is a point of clarification. Apparently the the, the league that had to, uh, almost with well, I think actually 30 people suspended was the the LDL, the LPL had 3 people suspended last, or banned last okay, year. That's so. fair. Still, two scandals per per one league right there. So it's yeah. not still not a good look. Well, also in a year's time. That's yeah. the other thing. That's the other extremely uh disconcerting thing. Yeah, I don't I mean, obviously if you're found guilty of doing whatever they think you did, then like yeah, you should just be done done. Like that that should be lifetime. Like, there's no question. Hell, right now, we're having that issue in the NFL, right? With old, what's his name, from the, the Falcons. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like... Uh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, that dude, he, for whatever reason... And the thing that gets me about... Here's here's the, the thing about the Calvin Ridley story that, like, bothers me. Is he is on a multi-million dollar... Like, a 10 or $12 million a year deal or something stupid. Some big right. dumb deal. And he went and bet $1,500. Dumb. Yeah, like, what do you... Like, even if you win the bet... And it's and you got good odds. What are you going to get? Like thirty five hundred bucks? Like I, what? Th- that's how he, he probably got a gambling problem. I just can't see any other. Yeah, like, and see, and that's the thing to me. Like, what is somebody? Now, I mean, Calvin Ridley's is just just that's just stupid. Like you you ri- you bet fifteen hundred to risk millions. Like that don't even make sense. But in this other case, like I wonder what the payoff was. You know, we won't find out till investigation's done or whatever, probably. Yeah. And but, he wasn't playing, so it wasn't a situation where they were like, hey, you know, throw this game and and we'll kick you some money. Yeah, but these people do work together on teams, you know, and if he can go to a couple of folks and be like, hey, 
I can get you like an extra grand next week if yeah. you uh you know get a couple of less kills tomorrow. You know, right. maybe you screw so and so up so they can't level up as fast during the game. Yeah, there, there's so G's. many points during a League of Legends match where if you just hit one button wrong. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you you could just slow down somebody's production just a little bit. You know, like they don't level up quite as fast because you stole a couple of their kills or something that they were and expecting who'd to ever get. Know? Like, just been, oops, because there, there's even among pros, there's probably 15 mistakes made in a single game. Oh, yeah. Or just accidents, right? You're, you're yeah. firing into a pile. You're trying to keep the bad guys off of you, whatever. Like sometimes you click one too many times. Like I said, you steal somebody's kill that you weren't intending to or whatever. Or you click a button and you you set one of your beacons in the wrong spot or whatever, right? Like uh, maybe you're old, you're a little slow killing the dragon or whatever. You know, it could be anything. And if we didn't, and if there wasn't, you know, apparently written proof, you'd have no way to know that from. Oh well, you know, just had a bad day that day. Yeah. So th- this this is it's not like I would say an enormous deal, but it's a big deal for sure. It's it's enough that. I would assume if you are the league heads or Riot, at some point you kind of have to say like, okay, do we even allow y'all to have a league? Like You would figure it, it's got to get to that point to yeah. <laughs> get to much worse than this. Which is just like, w- do we even want to work with y'all anymore? Like, we can't trust you. I mean, and, and for people who don't know, in that last one, we talk about 30, 38 people getting banned for a year or suspended it wasn't even just players it was yeah, players coaches, coaches assistant coaches yeah it, it was like all up and down the chain people got got suspended so yeah i don't i don't know where this story goes or or what the the end result is but it is not a good look i mean especially like i said a year almost exactly a year later you have a similar incident happen like that's not good ah man I don't know. This this is the thing, though. Anytime there's money involved, yeah, you know, you got to watch out for stuff to? like that. Yeah, that's that's a tough one. But uh, let's bring this around to the dinner table because this news I found out just before we started recording today, and so I don't know if it just went live today or the story came out or whatever. But for those of you that don't know. There was a gentleman, Amir Locke, that was, I mean, really just murdered is, is the term, you know, but was shot when cops no-knock raided into his apartment or his friend's apartment, depending. I never got clarity on which was, but an apartment he was sleeping in on the couch, regardless. On the seventh floor, mind you, they decided they needed a no-knock raid at the, before the crack of dawn. They come in and they surround him and circumstances whatever he gets shot well what we find out today is that none of those officers will face any penalty or charges and that's tough man because i mean you can't to you can't mess up your job any worse than these officers did yeah and i i think for me the problem you know we, we talked about it before like it on the outside looking in and, and, you know, and this is big picture. It's like, what, what do you tell somebody to not have something happen? Right. Like, cause like I said, for me, the previous one was the orderly that was laying literally flat on the ground, arms in the air, 
you know, with his his I guess his charge next to him that he's he's trying to get back into the mental hospital or whatever. Speaking clearly at a distance to the police officers, explaining the whole situation, they're being radioed to say like, yeah, they don't have a weapon. Here's what's going on, whatever. The dude still gets shot. Like, I remember having that conversation saying like, yeah, what else could he have done? There's yeah, literally he was in the most like he's laying like, down. I mean, yeah, I mean like, there's literally he's nothing. obviously posing no threat to anyone. You can see his hands. There's nothing around him. He's literally just flat on a sidewalk. So I'm just like, what, what else is a dude to do? And then that one really got me because when it eventually went to trial, they asked the dude why he shot him. And he literally just said like, I don't know. Like, I mean, like, yeah, like, bruh, like, Trials don't happen instantaneously. You've had probably a year or more to get whatever kind of truthful or not. You've had time to get your story straight. Man, you could have literally, you could have been like a faulty weapon or I had my hand braced on the car window and it slipped. Whatever. Right. Just something like you just I don't know. Like, come on, man. There but, are some jobs you can't be bad at. A police officer is to be right at the top of that list. Well, should be one of those ones at the top of the list. Yeah, should be. But then again, like now we have an, a new level of this dude was sleep in his own apartment, or at least he one he was supposed to allowed and be in, and got killed. Like literally got woken up, got shot. Like that creates all kinds of problems. And, and and to extend this to other situations we've talked about, as far as like gaming and events and travel or whatever, this kind of comes back to that where we talk about like why a, we don't feel good or feel safe going to certain events in certain towns or going doing things necessarily by ourselves or after dark in some places. You know, it, that's real because you see situations like this and you have to double check and say like, Okay, well, if something happens, what are my repercussions? Like, what, what are, what's my recourse? Like, do I even get home? You know, like I have literally been in situations where I was effectively told, like, you probably don't want to come back. I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> like, and there was no more yeah. discussion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you just go on and you just mind your own damn business, and I just ain't coming back, right? But it's I think it's hard when you don't live in these parts of society or you don't see this stuff. It's very hard to understand where somebody else is coming from. It's like, ah, is it really that bad? Or is it really something you need to worry about? And like I said, I, I remember just having that thought of like the orderly just laying there just going like, I don't know if I could have done anything else. No, like, what else? you can't be any less threatening than that guy was. Yeah. Or in the case of a mirror lock, somebody in their apartment laying on their couch, you know, or dude, their bed what we've talked about before where, you know, you, we talk about being pulled over and I have literally, and not even exaggerating. I have had one of my white friends in the car when we got pulled over and dude was already like bad mouthing the cop. And I'm just like, you need to shut up. Right. <laughs> like, like, and he didn't understand. He's like, well, yeah, but I don't even think you were speeding. That's not the point. Just shut up. Let me handle this. Right. I'm I'm like, because in my head, I'm like, dude, let's just get to where we can roll out first. Then we can bitch about this. But like, not now. <laughs> like, this is not the time. And I had to explain that to him of like, dude, like, you know, cop comes over. I'm like, windows already down. I got the car turned off. I got my keys on the dash. I'm, I'm telling them where, you know, my ID is and blah, blah, and whatever. Like, there's a whole procedure. Right. You know, just to, to know that everything's going to be OK. 
And now you're reaching the point of just like the procedure is meaningless. Yeah, you can be laying in your own bed, <laughs> in your own house or apartment and get shot. Yeah, that's crazy. Nothing he could have done differently. And now amplify that. Like if we go to an event and we go travel to a convention or maybe a tournament in the city and we're driving back after dark because the tournament ran late or whatever. And it's like 11 o'clock midnight. Like there's a whole other level of anxiousness and anxiety that gets added to you get safely outside of some city limits in a few places. I mean, like that's real. Like. And I think I always had friends that didn't understand that when I was like, ah, nah, that event doesn't even start till like noon. Nah, I'm good. You know, like, oh, it's in what city? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, like, if we're driving together, then sure. But I don't, I don't think I want to take my own car. I, I'm good. <laughs> like, which messed them up because I was always the one that like, yeah, I'll drive. No problem. Let's go. But then when they were like, you don't want to drive. Like, what? <laughs> I was like, yep. That should have been your sign. Yeah. So, yeah, Tell man. It's, comedy bits here, as you saying. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's your sign. Yeah, so it's crazy, man, to even think about this. Like, it really is. Of just, like, zero. And, I, and, and here's the other thing. In both cases, you have very, I would, I would well, I'd say at least in the orderly case, you have very clear camera footage. In the... The apartment scenario, you have about as clear as can be in those circumstances. And you've got multiple angles. And they stated there was not enough evidence That's, to pursue charges. I'm scared, but not shocked. So then my question becomes like, what would qualify as more evidence? Like, they, they had to be like, point toward the camera. We are cops busted into this place illegally to shoot Negroes. It's pretty good. Yeah, basically. Matter. I don't know. Like, that's the scary part of like, if that doesn't qualify, what does? Not, and I'm not even saying for like, if you want to get them for murder, I'm saying they said zero charges. Yeah, no manslaughter, no, no, nothing. No, no. Literally nothing. I'm just if like, any of these people, if any of them lost their job, do you know if anybody was was fired? I do not believe so. They were all laid off or whatever they call it, whenever you're suspended with pay or whatever yeah. while it was investigated. So if any of them want to go to probably any police department in the world tomorrow and apply, they are welcome to do so. Their record is clear. Oh, wild. Unrelated story, but sort of related story. I saw footage the other day from a dude who I guess he had his, I don't know if he had some type of convenience store, liquor store, whatever, but it got broke into. He called the cops or he was getting robbed, right? So he calls the cops. He apparently was armed. He has a concealed license or whatever. Dude gets chased off. Cops apparently get there pretty quick though. Good on the cops. But then they see him because he's still standing there in the store because like he just chased the dude off for it, but he's got his gun. So the cops apparently are yelling at him through the windows like, hey, you got to put your weapon down if we're going to come in or whatever, right? So he's like, cool. So he's there clearly on the counter showing I'm putting my gun down. He even takes the clip out and he's showing it like he's taking the bullets out to say, like, this is going to be as safe as possible sitting on the counter. Like, I'm not even going to be able to reach for it or nothing. Cops come in and literally charge the dude and punch him and break his jaw and arrest him. And try to get him for, I guess, brandishing a firearm or something at police and resisting arrest. And I'm like, what kind of. What the like, I was just in disbelief. I'm like. How? How, Sway? Right? <laughs> like, seriously. I'm like, what is even going on? And yes, it was a black dude, because of, of course. course it's going to be. Yeah. But like, literally, that stuff goes on, and you're just like, how? What can I do? 
You know, and that's why when we do this stuff to try to make the community better, try to talk about getting more exposure, try to get people, you know, in contact with more people of color to like build that up. It's to make that familiarity, to show people, to share these stories, to talk about, to show people how important it is, like why it matters to people in your community. Because like this stuff's crazy, man. And it's hard because I, like I said, I know some people who are police officers. Hell, one of the other magic content creators, he just recently uh, got, I don't know, got, got his license or whatever. And it's tough because, uh, you know, you have to have those conversations with them. Like, dude, understand that the police community has this reputation yeah. because of the police community. Not because of society, not because of anything else. Like, they treat everything like a war zone and it's it's awful. But there is an equal treatment for everybody, whether we like it or not. Like, we're seeing that all the time. And everybody should be comfortable and not have to worry about, you know, somebody stole my cards at an event. I should be able to call the authorities safely. You know what I mean? Like, that shouldn't yeah. be a concern of, like, if I call them, what kind of crap am I going to have to deal with? It's just sad where, you know, as we feel almost like we don't have the right to call the police. And I certainly feel like I just don't have the right to bear arms because just if for so, if some kind of accident happens and I get shot and there's a gun within 75 yards of me, I, the officer, I just see the jury like, well, officer was clearly in danger. He had a gun. What did you want him to do? That I ain't going to lie, dude. But like, you know, we're talking about traveling to some of these, you know, some I don't call anybody out. Some some of the people in towns aren't bad, but like you know the towns I'm talking about. Yeah, like you're kind of like maybe I should get a concealed carry license so I can go to some of these things and be protected. But I like the idea of what if I get pulled over and I have to tell them I have a gun. Like you know what I mean? Like that has yeah. crossed my mind. Like if I'm on the road coming back from a tournament and I have to tell like I get pulled over and officer says, "Do you have a weapon on you?" Yes, I do. It's in my glove box. Blah blah. Like. Uh, like now it's all tense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and you haven't done anything, but it's just like, oh gosh, like you shouldn't even have to have that thought. It's terrible. But I think when we see stories like this and you start relating it to yourself and you start thinking about all the situations you've been in in the past or maybe narrowly avoided, you start thinking about, man, how much worse could it be? And is it even worth risking? Yeah. And, that, and that's terrible because really, Everybody should just be able to enjoy their games. Everybody should want to hang out together. People should be able to travel, do their things, and not have any concerns. You know, but that's just not the situation we're living in right now. And it's awful. But all right, Brian, tell everybody where they can find you on social media. All right. I am Brian Sonic on YouTube, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and our family channel on YouTube is Allen's Ever After. And you can find me just about everywhere at Power Dragon, P O W R D R A G N. And right now, we're just kind of following up on things from New Compena. I have a bunch of cool YouTube shorts and some other neat things up if you want to check those out. But otherwise, wherever you're listening, whenever you're listening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Please remember to take care of yourself with all the junk out in the world right now. Take care of your family. And remember to be awesome and be awesome to each other. If you'd like to further support Color of Magic, you can find us on our website at colorofmtg.com. We also have a Patreon if you'd like to donate other patreon.com slash color of magic you can also find us on facebook under color of magic and if you want to follow us along at twitter you can find us there at color of mtg and as always please share the podcast around to your friends your network people you think might enjoy it because every little bit helps as we're trying to increase our user base <laughs>